people, but just because I support another thing doesn't mean I don't support straight people too. Just because I'm Mexican doesn't mean I don't also support black people, or Irish people, or ignorant people. Never said it was like that. Okay. Just said you get ignored. Would you like a special unicorn cupcake for being straight jerk? Yes. All right, come here. Get a straight jerk cupcake for being a pill. I'm just trying to be annoying. You are annoying. You are very successful. Congratulations. Thanks. What a dip. All right. What? A dip. Oh. Like a dipstick, a butthead, a weasel, a weasel. Hit my butt. <laughs> this summer is. So the the main reason I wanted to uh, cover that was because several people had complained about the the gay slash transgender stuff that we were covering, and last week I kind of I get the point, but so many people just want to ignore it, and when you ignore it, it enables behavior like this. And the beauty of this particular situation is this woman was fired for that, and so and I don't know obviously there. <laughs> I don't know the entire context. And, you know, that student was saying that he was being annoying, but, like, she had apparently taken it upon herself to just for the LGBTQ month to bake some unicorn cupcakes and celebrate gay stuff. So, and when he's asking questions, which has no place in the classroom, none of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's sexual nonsense in a place that doesn't belong. And so I just wanted to kind of, as a disclaimer, that's one of the reasons, I mean, outside of the fact that, that in some aspects we can make light and humor of it, but is that we don't ignore that is because you have to stand up and fight against it. And that's what happened in this particular situation. She no longer is under the employ of that school because of that. So um, being quiet, laying down, especially ignoring it is, is ignorance by well, definition to ignore is to be ignorant. Well, and things like that, and critical race theory, things like like the, the classroom is not a free marketplace of ideas. It, it is if people continue to let it be. Yeah, for sure. By si silent complicity. But yeah, this is where we convey things that we know to be fact. You know, yes. Two plus two is four. Yeah. We know that. And, and, and <laughs> but, but but yeah, the uh, it, taking your your opinion or your stance or whatever on some kind of cultural you know it, and and then conveying it to this is a middle school class which I, I even take issue with the the which I yes some of it would be a cultural aspect but to refer to sexual preferences as uh, cultural I don't think is accurate I think it's just uh, sexual deviance let's talk about this sexually abnormal behavior uh, to placate my uh, political leanings and worldview because that's all that that is. <clears throat> and so, but to lend credence to what you're saying, yeah, absolutely. The, every, everybody with a half a brain knows this has zero business in a classroom where you're meant to learn things of substance. And so there's, it's, it's no wonder that, and how long have you heard when, say you're at a drive-thru anywhere where there's a younger person at the, at the cash register and you give them 
correct change and they don't know how to count it back without the assistance of the computer or you give them, you give them uh, a 20. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've, I've got enough to round it up, make it even so I get a five back and they're completely stumped. I wonder why that might be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's just one of the ones, the things that I, I really wanted to cover initially because if you continue to ignore this, that equates to laying down and taking it. Stop being quiet. It's my, in my opinion, stop being quiet because that's what allow, allows the cancel culture to take place. So even if you don't have someone trying to ostracize you specifically and have you singled out, if you're being quiet because you're afraid of being singled out, then they've won. Yeah, they're not quiet. Look where, look no. how far they've gotten, right. how fast, because they're not quiet. And, and they're not going to stop. But I, I think that what happened to her is probably indicative of what I think is going to start, you're going to start to see happen, which is that people are going to start resisting these things because they're coming at you from all directions. And there's actually something that I did not have on the roster for tonight because it, it, it came in late. But I think a lot of that, <clears throat> people... I think people by and large are, what do you say? Like, uh, they're, they're, they don't like conflict. You know what I mean? Oh, like absolutely. Sure. And reasonable people we, don't like conflict. But Unreasonable we, people do. But we talked about it last week. Like, if you're, which this has no place in a, uh, <laughs> this has no place in a high school classroom, much less a middle school classroom. And, and, and there's no reason to, to pretend otherwise elementary as well because that's that's one of their primary focuses from what i can ascertain yeah is is lowering 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 um, but what we talked about last week i mean people as far as being non-confrontational and um but uh, people like you want to be you know people are like well you know we're you know we're christians we're good christians and christ said to turn the other cheek and all that and and i i get it and i understand it but that's also the same Christ that went into the temple and started flipping tables mm -hmm. because, you know, because they were making uh, their, he said they're making a marketplace out of the temple, which obviously the classroom isn't the temple. That's not really a, you know, apples to apples comparison, but man, there's a such thing as righteous anger. And what I was getting at is what we talked about last week is if your kids aren't worth fighting for, what is? Absolutely. For sure. Um, and silence and, and being non-argumentative or, or defensive is what got you here in the first place. And think about the things that people are defensive of. So I can go back to the inception of this show when you start to talk about people's addiction to Facebook. People are very defensive about their usage of Facebook when confronted. When confronted with this and it's applicable to your children, not confrontational. Why? But what's more important, and I think, I think it shows in the answer, <laughs> your addiction to Facebook seems to be a little bit more important to what they're trying to influence on your children. Why? And really, those two things somewhat work in conjunction because you're on an apparatus that pushes the same mentality, even subliminally, whether you know it or not. And obviously, the, the information suppression and otherwise, which I don't want to get off on that side tangent. So I'll roll this right into this next headline on Gateway Pundit. Victoria's Secret does away with, quote, angels will replace models with purple-haired social justice warrior soccer star Megan Rapinoe, transgenders, and plus-size women. And so this is basically um, Victoria's Secret's death throws. They're apparently in bad financial situation anyway. And I know here locally they, they get like stuff stolen all the time. The way that the way it's set up, people are always stealing things. Too bad it's not San Francisco. Then you don't even have to run. You can just yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. 
Well, we saw this a few years ago, the same thing in like a, um, I can't remember what it was, if it was like a Gold's Gym or something like that, or it was some kind of um, weight loss product advertisement. Like they had billboards and they had like an attractive woman and she was wearing a bikini and stuff. And they were like, oh, that's that's fat shame. And that was over in Europe. I believe Paul Joseph Watson did a video on it. But yeah, I mean, it's that's not fat shaming. That's, I mean, if anything, <laughs> that's motivation. Yeah, I mean, there, there are standards of what is, uh, and I guess there's a little bit of, uh, of subjectivity, but objectively attractive and obesity is generally speaking for most people, not an attractive trait. So um, it's 2021. So the company is going in a new direction by getting rid of the angels and bringing in America hating purple haired social justice warrior, Megan Rapinoe, transgender models and plus size slash obese women quote, when the world was changing, we were, we were slow to respond. Martin waters, the chief executive of Victoria's secret told the New York times, we needed to stop being about what men want and to be about what women want. For decades, Victoria's Secret scantily clad supermodels epitomized the height of femininity for millions. Now, the lingerie giant is not just trying to redefine itself, but also the very idea of what, quote, sexy is, the New York, Time, New York Times said. I'm having a hard time reading. I've known that we needed to change this brand for a long time. We just haven't had the control of the company to be able to do it, Waters told the New York Times. In the old days, the Victoria brand had a single lens, which was called sexy. Page six reported the women will be hired as spokeswomen for Victoria's Secret and will be featured in marketing materials. Chopra and, if that's how you pronounce her name, and Rapinoe will join Sudanese Australian model, I can't pronounce her name, not going to try, freestyle skier Eileen Gu, Brazilian trans, <laughs> wow, Brazilian transgender model Valentina Sampaio, plus size model Paloma Alesser, and journalist Amanda I can't pronounce her name. I'm, dude, I'm just a redneck. Who will host a 10-episode podcast where each of the women will share their stories. Dude, if their podcast gets more listens than ours, I quit. <laughs> Quote, it's a group of women inspiring change and positivity. It's another step they're taking towards transforming the brand. The in, Which, that should read, transforming the brand into complete irrelevancy. <laughs> this is... They're trying. Yeah. I mean, dude, you're you're about to hatch it. It's jugular vein. <laughs> the entire industry thought Victoria's Secret was done. An insider said, I, "I'm going to go ahead and if anybody, hey, listen, you can email your bets to info at common man's common sense. I'd be happy to entertain some. You know, I'm I'm not a gambling man, but I'll take that bet. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, whether this move will trans translate into the Victoria's Secret stores, which traditionally stock smaller sizes and do not cater to curvier women, is yet to be seen. Quote, as a gay woman, I think a lot about what we think is sexy, and we are afforded the ability to do that because I don't have to wear traditional sexy things to be sexy, and I don't think the traditional thing is sexy when it comes to my partner or people I've dated, Rapineau told Page Six. I think functionality is probably the sexiest thing we could possibly achieve in life. Sometimes just cool is sexy too. And that's emblematic of so many other companies right now with this rush, like to one up each other, like who can be the most outlandish and most outrageous. And it's also a semblance of what I discussed last week or the week before. I can't remember of how like in the celebrity world, gay is not enough. It's you have to just be outrageous. And I think, like I said, I'm willing to bet Victoria's Secret is finished. 
people are tired of this. Yeah. This is a, a ridiculous yeah. business decision. And you're selling women's lingerie. Who wants to see a man in women's lingerie? Yeah. I mean, basically, you're talking about a transgender. Like, no, you're talking about a dude in women's lingerie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's that's what's about to happen. Right. And, uh, and there's, uh, there's, yeah, nobody's going to want to uh, see that catalog. <laughs> Well, there'll be a few, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> many. but, um, and it begs the question and it's crass and I'm sorry to the people that this is going to make you like grossed out, but, and they, they did this all the time with uh, Bruce Jenner. Like, did you cut your dong off? You know what I mean? Like, and if you want to be controversial and outlandish and over the top and, and the things that you're already trying to do, ensure that the bulge remains, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to go this ridiculous, go all the way. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> all right. I don't want, I don't want the producer to have to edit a whole bunch of stuff. So I'll, 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 I'll bite my tongue. I'll bite my tongue. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just thought this story was, uh, was good for the show just to exemplify and, and, and to use in conjunction with the first one, because I know these things upset people, but. But say face, dude. It, it. I think this stuff's about to come to a, a, an end, and and whenever this company inevitably fails due to this, because look at the backlash just from the toxic masculinity ad for Gillette, dude. That that soccer kicked them in the nuts, and so they reversed that. And the guy that made that decision is no longer with Gillette. Go go figure. This nonsense isn't doesn't translate to dollars because the majority of Americans, the quote unquote silent majority. It exists. That's undeniable. And that's why Gillette stopped that. The point of contention that I'm making is the silent majority should probably stop being so silent and you could get rid of more of this. They're not going to keep doing it if, if they make no money. There's, so that's my point on that story. Anything, anything on that? No, I mean, ultimately, all, all we have um, as consumers is buying power. Um, and so, you know, when it comes time to spend your money, spend it smart. Don't spend yeah. it with companies like Gillette or Coca-Cola or at Target or at Amazon or any of the places that you just sure. like. Another question too, just that made what you just said made me think of where, where is that lingerie manufactured? Is that manufactured in China as well? Slave labor? I mean, I don't know that probably it is. so could be yeah. some, some is some isn't, but dude, all the social justice warrior talk and where's that being made? Is that also made by slave labor? Just, just, and it may not be, but I'd be willing, is. I'd be willing <laughs> yeah. to bet that some of yeah. it actually is. Uh, Reverso, what about you? How do you feel about the uh, transgender lingerie models? Not a good idea. Not a good idea financially? No, or it's not a good idea in general. Okay. And that's something if I'm ever in the mall, which I rarely am with my family, I don't want to have to walk by and explain to my child why a, a guy is wearing women's lingerie. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Did Coca-Cola roll back their stuff that they were doing? Yeah, they really. stopped. They stopped that policy. That was an internal policy. That, as far as the, um, and yeah, there was obviously a huge backlash. The uh, anybody get fired over that? I I don't know. But what? So to reiterate to the people that maybe don't know, that was an internal memo that was leaked that discussed how to be less white. And so, yeah, that, that was a huge backlash. And they have abandoned that, by the way. They made it, there was a statement um, that they had abandoned and um, imp- imposing that on their employees. 
What do we have next? I'm not familiar with the story. Well, we can roll right into uh, Hungary. Let's take a lesson. There's from so Hungary. much gay stuff lately. Yeah. But I mean, we're being saturated with it. So look here, we could learn a valuable lesson from Hungary. Hungary lawmakers pass law barring LGBT content for minors. Nice. Look at there. Lawmakers in Hungary passed legislation Tuesday that prohibits sharing with minors any content that portrays being gay or transgender, something supporters said would help fight pedophilia, but which human rights groups denounced as anti-LGBT discrimination. And they did not do this by just a little bit, like by the skin on their teeth. The vote says Hungary's National Assembly passed the bill on a 157 to 1 vote. Wow. Yes. Good for them. Let, let's check that one person's hard drive and see what's mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they're, I mean, that goes against TV shows, everything. So, yeah. like, they can't have any of that right. crap but, on and, TV. And, and, and when, all these kids are worried about Harry Potter. I guess I've never seen Harry Potter, but is there gay stuff in Harry Potter? Rex knows. What I've is never it? seen it. Is this, are you being serious right now? You need to stop. Are you? Let's call Uncle Tommy Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. This is for when uh, when you have to pass legislation for something that ought to be common sense. Well, how many times has everybody here vetted the stuff? Like, if your kid wants to watch something new, like, no, like you're not just going to watch that. I'm going to have to search that on online, see what it consists of, make sure it doesn't have any of it in there, and I'm going to have to watch a little bit of this garbage. You know, to make sure, which, because one thing that I don't want to do to my kid, like, you can't watch that. That's dumb. Like, one of the things when I was growing up, me and my brother loved WWF, and dad could never get into it. Yeah, that's, you look like you like WWF. Okay, I'll tell you. Well, WWF stands for uh, <laughs> something I'm not going to say right now, but I will have so. so, anyway. Did y'all call it wrestling? No, we're not hillbill- We're not hillbillies from wherever you're from. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Uh just, I'm just going to touch on the highlights of this, but it says that uh, it included amendments that ban the representation of any sexual orientation besides heterosexual as well as gender change information in school sex education programs or in films and advertisements aimed at anyone under the age of 18. Thousands of LGBT activists and others held a protest in Budapest on Monday in an unsuccessful effort to stop the legislation from passing. Yeah, so and that's I, and I awesome. think stuff like that's going to end up spreading like wildfire, personally. And you read this, but uh, lawmakers in Hungary passed legislation Tuesday that prohibits sharing with minors any content that portrays being gay or transgender, something supporters said would help fight pedophilia, but which human rights groups denounce as anti-LGBT So they're trying to lump pedophilia in with... Yeah, the good guys did. And so, but that's, and you don't know what exactly culturally is going on there because that stuff is, is getting, gaining prominence in all over Europe. So we need, I would like to have a little more context as far as why they're specifically talking about that. But again, we discussed that last week, but because I, I would bet, bet it's very likely that they're describing that pedophilia there is a sexual orientation because they're doing that other places in Europe. Hence the reason I was saying what I was saying last week, they're, they're, they're starting to try to uh, define that as a sexual orientation. Like Rex has talked about in the past. And I think it was even on the last episode, as far as the comparison between gender fluidity and sexuality, Hey, look, dude, it's something you can't change. You're born this way. So you're born a pedophile there. And that was the natural conclusion and um, a logical conclusion that if you're born this way and you can't change, 
Although, which is crazy to me because I know people, um, one of my very close friends' mother-in-law is a lesbian. How does that work? You know what I mean? So you you had a child with a man and were married for years, and then all of a sudden, if you were born this way and that was your sexual sexual desire from the onset of your life, how did you stomach having sex with a man and having a child and, and being married? Because it, and I would guess that they would argue, oh, society pressured me to do this. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Because if I had the desire for a man that I do for a woman, there's no way I could suppress that. But but how were these people able to suppress those feelings and urges? I don't buy it. And I'm, I'm not saying you're lying. I just, I don't believe you. <laughs> you know, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just saying you're being dishonest. <laughs> and now it said this was today. This is an update from today. It says France and Germany call the European Union to action. So they're trying to prevent Hungary from doing this, obviously. Well, that's good. The European Union should definitely intercede on that and whip their sovereignty oh yeah that's a uh, that's a video from uh this, Ooh, this she's beautiful yeah, i bet she can model some lingerie yeah she'll pro- you'll probably see her in the in the plus size section of victoria's yeah. secrets uh their new catalog but this um and for the record i don't believe she's transgender well i just well no. yeah those jugs those cans are pretty big i don't I don't know that they make silicone bags that large, but, but well, I mean, they're sitting on top of a gargantuan gut, but, and, and I'm sorry, to, to, but just before we get started, she's this, this, um, very large woman with a, a massive amount of cleavage showing black woman with crazy hair has on a, what, what do you call that? Like, an, is that an easel? Like the, the big white paper yeah. stand that you flip it over on an easel. So, yep. and massive, large uh, capital letters, all white people are racist. And underneath, of course, the catch, PayPal me at whatever that it, her PayPal That we would is. never advertise. No. Oh, well, yeah, we would. Cause, well, there is a few of our listeners I, I fear might actually PayPal that woman. That's just the 1%. Okay. Yeah, but she's standing up here with her little easel and stuff, and she's standing like like she's up the at the front of The easel's big. The, she just makes it look small. But okay. Yeah, I was going to say, so that, that easel's 12 feet tall <laughs> and 19 feet wide. Just for scale. Yeah, yeah she's standing up in front, of, in front of a class like she's going to, like she's got something she's going to really teach. So, And then here in just a minute, the, the camera's going to pan around, and you're going to get to see all of these like lily white little lemmings sitting, you know, in chairs, just listening attentively. And uh, so her name is Ashley Shackelford. I would love to know what her credentials are to be able to teach this. Yeah, class. that's what I'm saying. She's got a lot to offer. White people are racist. So <laughs> I put this up because I really want any white person in the room to know up front that this is what we're dealing with, that it's not going to be this coddling of white tears and what that looks like. We're not going to discuss, oh, maybe some of us have worked it out. No, you're always going to be racist, actually. So even when you're on your path to trying to figure out how to be a better human being, um, because I believe that white people are born into not being human, like that actually instead of... Back that up. Did she just say she... Because I'm... Born into not, not being, being human. human. Yeah, oh, nice. Okay, that's cool. And you're on your path to trying to figure out how to be a better human being, um, because I believe that white people are born into not being human. 
like that actually instead of people of color and black folks being dehumanized, that actually everyone is dehumanized off rip within white supremacy, that y'all are born into a life to not be human, and that's what y'all are taught to do, to be demons. So in this particular way, white people are all racist. Wow. Pretty strong there. So, and I don't know if you picked up on our speech pattern, but like in the middle of it, she was like, <clears throat> laughing. Yeah, like, but it's it's almost like a nervous it laugh. A like, nervous it's, laugh. yeah, like I can't even believe that I'm getting away with saying yeah. this and to, to say that, which this fat tub of gelatinous goo that squeezed into a onesie, like, hey. really, the only information you should take from her is where is good to eat around here? <laughs> like, you don't really need to be teaching a class on pretty much anything. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you're going to whip up some food or something, then yes, I'm interested. Show me how by all means. But like you said earlier, what qualifications do you have to sit in front of a class in which the class, I don't know if you noticed, but was largely women. Yeah. Older. Yes. Older women women Mm -hmm. that like, what qualification do you have to be teaching anybody and, and why well, are you other that, women showing up? Which white women? Why are you showing up? Because that's be how browbeat. obtuse they are. Yeah. Because that they're proving by their subjugation how... how um, Tolerant. And, and, yes, because to, I hate to use the word woke, but yes. And so they're ridden with what is referred to as white guilt. And the one I noticed, so she was so casually sipping water as this woman's talking this absolute nonsense... What, yeah, what? like you're soaking up information, and what she's talking about is actual true racism. No, that that's. I, I mean, it's. I yeah. mean, that's if if you flip, textbook racism. Absolutely. Yep. So but, yeah, but, you're born and you're basically you know you're not truly human and whites are demons and uh, so. But what if those you people flip that around? Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Good. What if we reverse the roles with your house be burned down? For yeah. sure. Which it, it eventually, when those people that are sitting there, and this happens a lot of the time, realize they can't satisfy that narrative, can never be satisfied. But, and she she just said it out loud. You will always be racist. You're subhuman. There's nothing you could do to placate this person or this this general overall narrative that she's pushing. Um which one of the things that I that I always think to myself well, is well at that point then why do you even you know what if I'm always going to be racist I guess I'm just going to skip out on this class then because I mean sure I, you know I was hoping when it came up and somebody ultimately called me racist I was going to be like raise my hand and say no I went to that class where you where know this, biscuits and gravy was teaching it yeah and she called me yeah and I listened to her really Actually, her nickname is Crisco. <laughs> I listen. I listen to her really, which is what she'll bleed if you cut her. Deep, her, her really deep intellectual thoughts about me being a demon, and I sat there and took it. I mean, she beat me over the head, you know, with it, and and I I completely agreed. And you know where that gets you on the racist scale? Nowhere. Oh no. I, because ultimately, she's already come to the conclusion that you are a racist, and there's nothing you can do about it. So how would this have been perceived 10 years ago? I'm not lunacy, I would hope. Yeah. Just like it is today. I mean, I don't... I don't think it's... Um, I don't know. I mean, today it seems like so many people are doing it. They just accept it. They're well, tolerant of it. It's, it's almost like it's expected. And, I think and then you got to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. I Which think I don't the really silence understand. issue comes into play again. The complacency issue and... 
and but that's one of the things with all of this um coercion and force and um being overbearing doesn't equate to acceptance if you're silent that doesn't mean that you accepted it and that's why i think there's gonna be a big backlash people are taking 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 they're giving you these provisions they're they're giving you your leeway and like i was saying when when it, they realize which is what i think we're on the cusp of society as, as a society you can't satisfy this crazy talk it, it can't be satisfied and and there, there so there will be a backlash against it like i've given you all these provisions. I've done everything you said, and you're still not happy because they're never going to be happy. So how long as a people will, will those white women or anyone sit there and take that type of beating and that type of absolute nonsensical lunacy? How long will they, how long will they do that before, before they're not going to keep doing it? Nobody. Do you think would. they'll have to be personally affected before they change? Those people are not going to forget that. No, they're not going to forget it. But and they may play along now. And, th- and those people there, they might believe that right now. And yes, if they're personally affected, they may start to change. As a whole, they're going to realize this. This is not working. This was this was stupid from the onset. This is this is and that's what I just can't believe. Like, you don't need a bunch of three syllable words to describe why this is stupid. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's just dumb, dude. Yeah, like I wonder those ladies in that class right there. I wonder what their conversation would be like after they leave this class and they're sitting around some restaurant, six or eight of them talking about that class. I mean, what you know? They're gonna think, oh, my gosh, that was so crazy. That woman was so. I don't think so. Yeah. I th- I think as a group, they'll yeah. pontificate and blabber and bluster and, and pontificate. And, That's a good word. It, well, so much for the three syllables. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> four, yeah, four. So, but when so they'll sit around and babble and stroke each other. My brother uses the term all the time: the old slogan, "The emperor has no clothes," and that's what it is. You'll pretend that it's real in front of each other to keep the idea that that y'all believe this BS for whatever reason. But maybe when it gets down to two people, like, hey, man, everybody else is gone. Uh, that was that was screwed up, right? Like that was insane. Like he's an idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so, yeah, I do know what yeah, you mean. <laughs> like, we, we shouldn't go back yeah. to that, but like ever. Yeah. But you, that, that's the problem though, too. Like maybe they're professors because that's something that's so common with these idiot professors. Um, and so you're kind of interlocked into that world where you have to be a yes, man. You have to go along with that. And these people, th- those people specifically that you see subscribing to it that closely, they're scared to get kicked out of that group too. They're, they're probably more, they are more scared to be ostracized than people like us. Because that's they're supposed to, and that's one of the things with leftism that I've wondered for a while. When is too far too far? And you're seeing people drop off and fall out of this stuff, dude. And you're seeing a lot of black people fall out of this stuff. Like this is this is insane. And now I see what you're doing because you've gotten so outlandish and so far off the ranch and out from the, the realm of reality. Now this is too much for me. And so then you, you what, what I'm like, uh, Brandon Tatum would be the perfect example. They snap back to full fledged reality, and then they really see the scope and the magnitude of the entire thing they believed in because this isn't just one singular issue of racism. All of these things are tied together. And all of these things, in my opinion, and everyone else's here may be different, and I'm not saying this is the absolute bona fide truth, but I've said it before. I think a lot of these things are, over the long term, born of Chinese communist influences, like meant to divide 
and weaken. And that's exactly what it's done. United we stand, divided we fall, and yet here we are. You're, you're trying, why are you trying so hard to influence the child's mind in America with stuff that's completely detrimental to every way of traditional American life? Why are you doing that? To weaken us, period. And that's all this is. Furthermore, for the ladies that were sitting there, when is someone going to stand up? So racism is bad. Everybody agrees. Racism is bad. And we've talked about this for years, me and Rex. The worst thing, the worst thing you could ever be, not a pedophile. Among rational people, that's about the worst thing you could ever be is a pedophile. Yes, absolutely. With leftism? <laughs> no, no, no. Worst thing you could ever be is a racist. Bullcrap. It's just nonsense. It's just not true. Racism is bad, sure. Is it the ultimate sin? Like, and a lot of them say that. No, I don't think it is. I think prejudice is a natural human instinct. And, but you, you don't have to be prejudiced against an entire race. That's racism. Prejudice and racism are two completely different things. Prejudice would be if... Um, like a thousand years ago when you're trying to decide if an animal's going to eat you or if it's exactly, going to... Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's that's and so they, they try to convince you that all... They, they'll try to convince that the, the basic instinct of certain types of prejudices, oh, that's racism. No, it's not. That's an instinctual mechanism that we're born with. You know, leftists are always saying, you know, God's not real, we're animals. Why are you trying to break people of those same animalistic type behavior mechanisms that they're born with? Why are you doing that? That's number one. Number two, just the idea that a, a man sleeping with another man is, is not natural. That doesn't mean I hate you. We've talked about this. But that's a, not a natural uh, behavior. So your instilled natural instincts tell you that's abnormal. That's, I'm not, I didn't say I hated you. You said I hate you. That's abnormal behavior, and that's a natural instinct to know that, that that's abnormal. Now here I am ranting, but my point that I was trying to make before I went on that tangent was those same white women, when is a black person in that kind of type of setting going to come to your defense and say, nah, this is wrong. That's actually racism. So you're extending this, this lunacy and allowing it to fester and grow to your own detriment. But if, if black, she's saying that we're not human and they are, then why aren't you extending the same benefits that, that liberal whites extend to you through this nonsense subverse, subversive tactics? Why? Do you understand what I'm yes. like? My question: where, where are you at, dude? Where are one of you to throw them a lifesaver? Because they're drowning in her. Where are you at? That you're you're nowhere because it's all fake. It's not real. Well, these idiots right here, like they they think somehow by going to this class, like no matter what you do, how many of these classes you attend, how many George Floyd statues you put up, how many you know how many things you light up in BLM, how many times you paint Black Lives Matter in the streets, like no matter how much of that you do, you think it's going to get you in better standing with that community. Mm -hmm. And and the fact of the matter is the next time any kind of incident happens that 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 whole Black Lives Matter movement doesn't agree with, it's not going to amount to a hill of beans. Because you didn't do enough. Yes. Because you, you never could. You never <laughs> could do enough. Because in all actuality, you're not solving the cultural problems within the black community that led to this to begin with. Period. Think about rap music of and in itself alone. The glorification of criminality within black culture. Is this taboo to talk about? Oh, sure. In today's culture. White people can't fix that. Liberalism can't fix that. Sorry, dude. Period. So, therefore, you'll never be able to do enough because when you look at George Floyd's record, sure, this narrative will say that was because of white supremacy and white people doing X, Y, and Z. That doesn't account for the multitudes and thousands upon thousands of successful black people 
and it does a disservice to them as well. You're, and you're labeling them as something they're not by attaching the negativity of him to them. I would assume, what was her name again? Ashley Shackleford. Shackleford. Okay. Well, that joke was going to bomb anyway, so <laughs> got to know when to bow out. But yeah, it does. I mean, I, I completely agree. It it does do a disservice to people like Ben Carson. Oh, dude, Ben Carson. I mean, think about how many neuro pediatric neurosurgeons actually exist. I don't think that. I mean, you could probably count them on two hands, and that'd be it. They're they're the, neurosurgeons aren't growing on trees, hence no. It's, but that guy was an absolute. Come up, you know, pulled himself up by the bootstrap. Like he sure. didn't have anything but like when you're talking about black culture no black cultural norms today in modern times his mother would be an absolute abnormality she made them read she made them study she was he came from a single mother home which is statistically speaking the majority of black people are growing up in more in single family homes than not again it's so and that number has increased since the civil rights movement occurred that number has increased because of white racism in their mind, but no, it's because of government intervention. In my opinion, in my opinion, I would agree to that. It's because you've incentivized the government has incentivized single motherhood. Go back and look at some of the talk, the, the speakings of Lyndon B. Johnson and the and the vehemently racist things he said. Yet the left champions Lyndon B. Johnson, a true racist. Like I've said so many times on the show, Joe Biden, an absolute unequivocal true racist. And so, and to ramble again, just this week. Uh, uh, Merrick Garland and, and Biden himself. Well, we got to attack white supremacy. The, the scourge of, of the U.S. right now is this threat of homegrown terrorism and white supremacy. How rich is it? Like, so somebody was talking about this today at work. Like, well, have you ever known anybody in the Klan? Yes. Senator Robert Byrd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and uh, Joe Biden read his eulogy. So, I mean, there you go, dude. Who, who would know racism better than an actual bona fide, full-fledged, unequivocal racist like Joe Biden? And my, my boss said it for the longest time. He's going to slip up. He, I, yeah, he's going to slip up and say the N-word, man. It's just, it, I can tell. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, it took all of a month. Like, yeah, so. That, and and we're, we'll... we'll We'll give Biden a break for a minute because we've got a lot on him today and we're already kind of running at least a little bit behind. Thanks to me. <laughs> What's next? So we'll be moving right into the next one. Um, and this is a perfect segue for people that can't do enough. And this is on Breitbart. So Tom Hanks isn't woke enough for national public radio, whose TV critic faulted Hanks for not going far enough in his recent New York Times op-ed. And what's the actor urged Hollywood to do more to address the role racism has played in U.S. history. <clears throat> Quote, it is not enough, critic Eric Deegans wrote in a recent essay. So I'm saying it is time for folks like Hanks to be anti-racist. The critic also faulted Hanks for repeatedly playing, quote, righteous white men in movies including Save it Priving, Saving Private Ryan, not Saving Ryan's Privates, <laughs> <laughs> in Apollo 13. In other words, he is a baby boomer star who has built a sizable part of his career on stories about American white men doing the right thing, the critic wrote in his essay. NP and, and notice, they're the ones making the focus the race. You people are obsessed with this stuff because you're commies. In his essay, NPR critic Eric Deegan's implied Hanks is guilty of, quote, amplifying ideas of white American exceptionalism and heroism. 
He said the actor must now atone by helping dismantle and broaden the ideas that people like him helped cement in the American mind. Last week, Tom Hanks penned an op-ed for the Times in which he urged schools to do more to teach about the history of black people, pardon me, specifically the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921. The two-time Oscar winner said Hollywood needs to do the same. Today, I think, this is Tom Hanks, quote, Today, I think historically-based fiction entertainment must portray the burden of racism in our nation for the sake of art forms, art forms claims to... But that clearly wasn't enough for NPR's critic. If he really wants to make a difference, Hanks and other stars need to talk specifically about how their work has contributed to these problems and how they will change, Deacons wrote. They need to make specific com commitments to changing the conversation and story subjects, casting, and execution that is truly hard work of building change. So that's actually the hard work of creating propaganda and erasing history and changing things to what you want them to be. Deacon said at his time, Hanks became an anti-racist, a term used by proponents of critical race theory to describe forms of activi activism that white people can participate in from confessing their white privilege to supporting movements like Black Lives Matter. Anti-racism implies action, looking around your universe and taking steps to dismantle systemic racism, he wrote. As a star who can get a movie made just by agreeing to appear in it, what will Tom Hanks, the movie star, actually do? Tom Hanks supported the presidential campaigns of Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden. Last year, Hanks and wife Rita Wilson backed Michelle Obama's We All Vote initiative, which aggressively promoted vote by mail during the presidential election. Hanks, Hanks ranks amongst Hollywood's most charitable celebrities, supporting veterans' causes as well as space exploration, exploration groups. His philanthropic work also reportedly encompasses AIDS research, clean energy, and arts education. So... Like I said before, somebody you can never do enough, and and this no. guy has been. And I remember when Trump was running, preceding the you know his election in twenty sixteen, that guy will be president just about the time aliens come down, or I'm sorry, uh, spaceships come down filled with dinosaurs, and then he won. And so, and if you remember too, when Ricky Gervais was was um, r ripping him at the Tonys yeah. or Golden Globes, or whatever knows, stupid yeah. pretentious idiotic show that it was. When he was talking specifically about pedophilia, that guy looked like he was probably crapping in his pants. Yeah. So, um, but it, yeah, so Tom Hanks, dude, what are you going to do to be actually anti-racist? Well, I love how they use the word atone. Like, you yeah. need to atone for your sins. And uh, like, I mean, honestly, like the, the just their, just the terminology and stuff that they use. Dude, like, and that's you how they need feel. To, you need to bring the spotless lamb to the altor mm. and atone for your sins. I don't like that. You're, you're, you're racist. It's true, but I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, that. I mean, that's the way they portray it, though. Yeah, and then you're going well, and, and, and then you and, and be, to even go a step further, because it's reality to expound upon your analogy, you need to beg for forgiveness, and you need to pray and, and ask for your forgiveness, dude, and dedicate your and give your soul to them and dedicate your life to their service. Yeah, that's where you're taking that. And like, you need to the do their work. Calf. You're like, yeah. you're, you're taking it to the altar of BLM. Right. And that's where you're sacrificing And, and they're demanding that he do exactly that. And then you dedicate the rest of your life to preaching the word of their movement. But that's not even enough, though, because you have to be anti-racist. Like, you have to actively well, no, 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 no. seek to be anti-racist, which is like, basically, what like the way I take it is, you have to somehow go around and make sure that everybody knows you feel super bad. Like, how would you that, even do that, though? No, that's exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is that's it's the exact same thing that I was talking about in an earlier episode that the left always picks a problem that you'll never really know the solution, like no. global warming. You'll never really know. 
is it fixed? But what and a, racism, I, like when when it, when is it fixed? Like when every white person feels super bad about but that's such an uh, obviously white. an unrealistic expectation and like these idiot people like Crisco you actually believe this how miserable of a life is that but then again maybe it's not because she had her PayPal address up there and I'm sure there's plenty of freaking well I don't know do you think that people really give her that much money being leftist weirdos I mean it no, looks like she's obviously like eating it. well so yeah she's not missing any meals but like I mean ultimately but like, she still can't afford a personal trainer <laughs> I don't know. But after you feel super bad, like maybe Tom Hanks will feel like mega bad. You know, he'll feel ultra guilty. I mean, what step up can you go from being, I feel ultra guilty about, about oh, the ultimate. I know exactly what they can do or he can do or any of those people can do. The only thing that will satisfy the mob. Nobody. Suicide. Kill yourself. You think so? Just kill yourself. Best yeah. thing you can do. Drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, kill yourself. So what do we have on Pink Floyd's? Is this the singer? What does he do for Pink Floyd? I, I, I'm sorry, dude, sue me. I don't know anything about Pink Floyd. I really don't, I don't either. either. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't name one of his songs. Which I did I did read this story, though, where they, somebody was wanting to use his song or something. Yeah, he's he's ranting about Facebook. I guess right. Facebook won, his, oh, okay, just wanted cool. to use his song. and Yeah. It, yeah. To me, right, arrived this morning with an offer of a huge, huge amount of money. And the answer is you no fucking way and i i only mentioned that because this is an, an insidious it's the insidious movement of them to take over absolutely everything you know so those of us who do have any power and i do have a little bit in terms of the control of the publishing of my songs i do anyway so i will not be a party to this bullshit zuckerberg we want to thank you for considering this project. We feel that the core sentiment of this song is still so prevalent and necessary today, which speaks to how timeless a work is true. And yet, they want to, they want to subjoin it. They want to use it to make Facebook and Instagram even bigger and more powerful than it already is, so that it can continue to censor all of us in this room and prevent this story about... Julian Assange getting out to the general public so the general public could go, what? What? No. No more. Not a mass. Zuckerberg features in my new rock and roll show. I've got him sitting... Oh, no, I shouldn't tell you. But, but, but he does. But you think, how did this little prick who started off by saying, she's pretty, we'll give her a four out of five. She's ugly, we'll give her a one. How the... Did he get a, any power in anything? And yet here he is, one of the most powerful idiots in the world. Powerful idiots. I mean, I don't know if he's an idiot. Well, yeah, he's one of the most powerful robots in the world. <laughs> no, that that um, the the bad thing, that, like one of the things I think about when I see this video is, you guys are sitting there cheering, but you're all on Facebook. Yeah, like, like probably so. What yeah. the hell? But. And it's good that he's standing up like that and telling him no. Um, and I hope I, I I would love to see more of that happen. But I, I'm I'm also a realist. I, Facebook's not going anywhere. Unfortunately. Yeah. So does Pink Boyd have a Facebook? I don't know. Reverso. Does Pink Floyd have a Facebook? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Okay. So why is he saying all that crap then? What, well, actually, screw that. I guarantee Pink Floyd's got a Facebook. What's his name again? Roger Waters. Stupid limey idiot from Pink Floyd. What's his name? Roger Waters. 
I bet he see if he's got a personal Facebook. Yeah, he's got one. Absolutely. Roger Waters, please act responsibly when commenting and know that this is, page is open to people of all ages. Two and a half million followers. Rogerwaters.com. Well now he's but now he has on here. Zuckerberg was a little prick when he was grading coeds. Being very rich changes nothing. He'll always be a little prick. And so it, are you mad because of that? Or are you mad because he's a power hungry whack job? And it seemed like both, but you're still on Facebook. Even though he is slandering on my Facebook, he does get a little point for that. But then again, here, in the same thing, honored to be recognized by the Center for Islam and Global Affairs. Tune in the ceremony this Thursday. And Wow, I see a Muslim. He's got tons of Muslim stuff on here. Uh, join us paying tribute to those who honor, support the struggle for Jerusalem and, Jerusalem and Palestine. Okay, so now, which, and so... Uh, People need to search Joe Biden on YouTube. Joe Biden gets lost at the G7 summit. So um, this is going to be um, one of several consecutive videos back to back that we'll probably do as if people don't already know they're listening to this. The, the, uh, the, not, the installed not president is completely, um, he's done for as far as mentally. And this just to show the, the full-fledged level of mental decline. And I'm sure everybody saw where in his meeting with, Vladimir Putin, he still had the same cue cards that we've talked about before. So those cue cards are going everywhere with him. And it's so bad that he has a hard time fumbling through them, reading them, keeping them in order, fiddling with them. It's, it is so, so abnormal um, and, and just sad. Um, this is him lost. And you'll, um, so if you watch the video, you'll hear him kind of mumbling. And then Joe Biden comes and has to grab him by the hand and guide him away. He's literally, it says Joe Biden lost the G7 summit. And it looks by all appearance, he is actually lost. Like he's doesn't know where he is. He's confused. And so this is one of the common themes from this, all these meetings this week and him being over there in Europe, people were laughing. The world knows that this dude didn't win. The world also knows that he has very, very bad mental acuity problems. So go ahead and play it. How are your meetings going in Cornwall, Mr. President? I beg your pardon? How are your meetings going here in Cornwall? Very well. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so his wife's feverishly waving, come on, let's go, which is going to um, be the perfect segue to these next, next few videos. They don't want him talking to anybody at all. And so the next one is uh, the executive producer's video. And then, and now, but keep in mind, there was a, a lot of videos this week of the press shooing, uh, or not the press, rather, his aide shooing the press away. And we do have an article about that specifically after we have all these up. So, yeah, hit that one. I caught part of President uh, uh, Putin's uh, uh, press conference. And he talked about the need for us to be able to have some kind of modus operandi where he dealt with making sure the Arctic was, in fact, a free zone. See, even he knows we still have President Trump. Yeah. What was that he said right there in the middle? I couldn't really understand it. Was that? Go ahead one more time. I'll, tell, I'll decide. Uh, Trump, uh, Putin's uh, uh, press conference. And he talked about the need for us to be able to have some kind of modus operandi where he dealt with modus operandi, sure modus operandi, was in fact okay. a free zone. Yeah. Uh, mm. 
And so then the the next one is him snapping at a reporter. This is after he had a press conference with pre-screen questions, fumbled through his cue cards, and then she gets to sh- she shouts this out at the end, and uh, he he gets, um, th- and I believe it's from this same press conference where he just did that. Are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? I said, what will change their behavior is that the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. I'm just stating the fact. But given his past behavior has not changed, and in that press conference after sitting down with you for several hours, he denied any involvement in cyber attacks. He downplayed human rights abuses. He even refused to say Alexei Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as a president? You don't understand that you're in the wrong business. Is there someone with China? So so rewind that just a couple seconds so you can hear them shooing the press out. Every time. And so this is one of, yet again, so many videos this week where the press are, are being, let's go, let's go, come on, nope, nope, hey, nope, nope, go, you gotta go. Who does that? I tell nope. you who di- who's, whose aides did not do that. Dude, how many times did you see President Donald Trump on Cambridge? Will, did he give an interview to anybody? And so, and he get vilified for the things that he said, but that didn't, this never happened. And with anybody that was legitimately elected, this would never happen either, which I'm hoping we'll have a lot of stuff on the election, um, the audit results by next week, because they're down to just the examination of in Arizona for the uh, physical paper ballots, what's left of them. Yeah, because he was making his way off stage right there. Yeah, and then he turned around, <laughs> and, and boy, he, that was some righteous anger with his finger up and everything. Yeah. And Well, and that's what they don't want. Oh, absolutely. So, like, because, because he's... He's so old and senile, and he doesn't really have his faculties and whatnot about him. Like, he's he's going to turn around. Like, he's going to spin around. If you keep shooting questions at him and stuff, like, and he spun back around, walked back, addressed it. And uh, so, yeah, they, they, they'd catch that guy on a tirade real quick. And, and, and I would suspect that not, not only what you're saying is accurate, but they're also the veracity of anything that he says is always questionable. The dude's a bona fide liar. And so they know that if he doesn't get hemmed up, hemmed up stuttering, s- saying the wrong names, getting confused, he's going to lie. He'll say things that are absolutely untrue, inaccurate, and... Or even worse, he'll say something's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fair. The next one is, yet again, them being rushed uh, rushed out again. And, and this is... Uh, I think this is with the Turkish government. We couldn't hear you, sir. <laughs> yeah, so there we didn't hear he mumbles. They asked what he said, then he says, I didn't say anything. And then you'll hear them kick in. So go ahead and take that from the top. We couldn't hear you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Let's go. Saying that. Come on, let's go. Like, boom, get out. Get out. No. He ain't taking no questions. Get out. And so then that... Yeah, his Adderall's wearing off. Yeah. Get him out of here. And so then the next one is everybody's favorite fake news outlet, CNN, 
campaign as you know all of the really images and the narrative from this summit is set. He wanted to take that off the table. But we have seen uh, President Biden do that frequently. What we've not seen him do is answer questions uh, like that without his aides screaming at him to stop. I have never seen a president covering the last four of them who is so protected by his aides in terms of uh, often not wanting him to answer some questions so, before getting on. Um, so that's the last one of that series just from, from this week. But what, what do you think of when you see CNN saying that? Like, what do you make of that kind of as an overall general theme? Because I've got several ideas. Well, I mean, I just think even they're getting tired of it. Even they're seeing that this is, mm-hmm. that this is crazy. Which, I mean, obviously, right off the top, like, this is what happens when you put someone in office that, that was, number one, not elected. And I would, I would imagine that he didn't fairly win the Democrat primary. I don't think that happened. You know what they did to Bernie Sanders in 2016. I, I don't think he was nearly as popular as he said they were. And then so it was his performance in South Carolina during the initial primaries that, that supposedly boosted him up to the front of the pack. Granted, there was nobody very good at all in the entire Democratic field. They were all a bunch of wackos from Andrew Yang, Buttigieg, uh, what's the really pencil neck lanky uh, dipstick from Texas, the Abedo O'Rourke. Yeah, Abedo. All, uh, Elizabeth Warren, um, Bernie Sanders. Um, uh, they were all garbage. And so he had the most, uh, you can't say the most experience. He was the most long-term establishment candidate yeah, that he he would be the long he would be the longest tenured politician in that entire field, right? Who else? That was it. Yeah, he, yeah. He, it was him. So yeah, and I mean, just why. by virtue of him being a hundred, right? And so that's why they, they he won that. But that that's what when somebody's not duly elected and you didn't prepare for this inevitability very well, like that you can only sell this this garbage for, for so long before it completely falls apart. And I don't know what their angle is, but I think, I mean, is CNN getting tired of them or is CNN in on the fix like they've always been because you're about to do something to get this dude out of I don't know. But either way, and maybe that guy was kind of, um, had the, maybe he was being objective for once, you know what I mean? Like the little half a piece of objectivism made it through on CNN, but it's, it's absolutely accurate and true. Dude, who, who, where have we ever seen this before? Where, that, I mean, you might see some stuff like that in North Korea. Well, I mean, not even that, which they don't get to ask any questions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, you, uh, and, but, but these uh, socialistic type parameters and controls in place to protect this, it's, it's just, it's sickening. And in some aspects, you know, I would contend that it was confusing. But no, this is completely natural when you fictitiously install someone like they did. Yeah. Yeah, and they, I mean, that guy, that, and all of the efforts that went around stealing an election, covering it up, all of that stuff, and then the the fake insurrection, and and if you didn't see it, Tucker Carlson did yes. a really good piece on it, yeah, um, about the insurrection that wasn't, but basically saying that uh, FBI there were, were FBI, yeah, that were embedded and actually you know, at the forefront of leading the charge into the Capitol and like the, the cover up of, of Ashley Babbitt. And then they interviewed uh, her husband, I believe his name's Aaron. 
Um, and this guy still has no idea who shot his wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's completely in the dark. And was, uh, so when they, they actually questioned Putin, um, I don't know if you saw that or not. but I, re- they, I read it. But they uh, they questioned Putin on if he had had one of his other political, uh, you know, some somebody in the political opposition um, assassinated, and he asked a question back, which was actually, I mean, it's it's funny, but it but it's not. But he says, uh, you know, well, what about what about this lady? He's like, did did you have her assassinated? Did y'all have her assassinated? And what about the two hundred and fifty people? that were, uh, you know, that, that were arrested and are still in prison. And, like, w- what about those people? Those people didn't come for violence. They came because they were in opposition of your political stance, and mm-hmm. now they're in prison for it. And that stuff that you get, and it, which, and, man, I've got to agree with that guy on this one, mm-hmm. but and it makes a phenomenal point because that's the stuff that you hear about in other countries, not here. Well, the, but the, they, but Tucker Carlson, he goes on to talk about, you know, all of the, uh, all of the footage, uh, surveillance footage, the names and stuff like that, that have, that, you know, that it hasn't been released because they believe that a lot of the name, which they, they believe ultimately that she was shot by an FBI agent and, um, all, a lot of the names and things like that. And a lot of the footage they believe that'll be damning to the FBI. Well, there was, and I want to say it was the Revolver article that uh, Tucker Carlson referenced that there was a, a video clip of the very first people into, and, and lest you forget on our very first episode, we were there, we were not in the Capitol building, um, and we weren't we weren't even near the steps or anything like that. We weren't in the direct vicinity because the, the way that the time constraints worked out, we were roughly half to three quarters up the, the mall when we were hearing flashbangs and all these things happening. But uh, a contingent of ant- blatantly obvious Antifa people came through on bicycles, goading people to go in to the, to the Capitol building. And so one of the guys that was with our group had been looking for one of the, the uh, Capitol electric bikes all day long. They were there were none with a charge anywhere to be found. There were very few, and none of them had a charge. Yeah, here these guys come out from. Tell me if I'm wrong. A line of buses on the which was on the opposite side. Uh, what ten maybe ten on bicycles tattooed hippie types with long hair. Like, come on, we're breaking in. Let's go. We already got in on the left side. Like. So they were there. We know they were there. But the ones that initially breached the building, the very first people illegally into, the, or whatever you want to call it, illegally, whatever, the very first people in through a broken window were all clad in black. They were they were Antifa people. And that video just came out. And so that's part of the information they're trying to suppress. But one of the things I want to touch on too, though, when you're talking about the FBI <clears throat> being embedded, what, what it... Uh, um, indications over the Trump presidency and preceding the Trump presidency, because I disagree. What what has the FBI ever done besides be benevolent to, towards the Trump administration? They never did anything wrong to that guy. Why would they want to do this? There was zero evidence over his entire tenure that would indicate they would do something like that. You know what I mean? From, from Peter Strzok <laughs> yeah. and Lisa Page, uh, McCabe, Brennan, all... Dude, um, which Brennan's... Uh, he. It, I don't think he was FBI. I think he was possibly CIA. I can't remember, but there, please, people, yeah. please. And so 
what, what would people think that the the FBI wouldn't have embedded people in there because they because they're they're too good, they're too trustworthy? No, dude. And so they had that guy uh, in Florida that um, they were trying that he was a uh, Green Beret. And dude, he has them on his home security footage trying to, to goad him and get him to go in undercover into one of those um, quote-unquote right-wing militia-type organizations. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's bananas. And that, that whole thing, in my opinion, was an, was an absolute setup. So to, to do what they did to the president and to certify, give them clear... Um, uh, Basically, what would equate to plausible deniability? Like, the, the, well, we had to do it. We had to to not object because of this. It gave them an out. Yeah. So, well, he he even went as far as to say that the uh, the supposed kidnapping that was going to occur, yep. Gretchen Whitmer, yeah. and uh, like there was an FBI not just embedded in that, like, or like, not just standing on the outskirts. He was at the forefront of it, and they were saying, you know, it's it's one thing. For them to 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 seek out information and, and to follow leads and you know to to look for criminal activity that's actually that may potentially happen or take place. So, but it's a to, it's a completely different thing to go in there and do what you say, like try and goat people into participating in criminal activity. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's exactly what they were well, the, were the, doing. The left was always outraged when they they would coerce in, in their words and, and when they would do things to assist Islamic fundamentalists in terrorist activity. You know, they the left would say that that was coercion and illegal and a breach of their rights. But they don't have that same mentality as applied to this scenario, and that's fine. Cool. Um, but what happened? What would happen if the shoe was on the other foot? Yeah, our next video that uh, that's coming up, we uh, we've had some uh, softer critics of our show say that maybe we shouldn't say this word. But yeah, who, who and, was guilty of that? Was it Rex? What's that? Using that word? Uh, no, sir. Oh. Um, but yeah, that, Reverso, I mean, that's who did it. we've had some emails and stuff from from some people that are saying that maybe you know shouldn't use this word. And uh, Chuck Schumer thinks it's completely fine. So, oh, dude, I'm a fan then. Exactly. Let's hear it. This is. This, I'm excited. And that this initiative actually will house the homeless population that is actually living on our streets. We see them every day. Yes. We're about to yes. house them, and they're against it. It's it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's I I, find, I have found that my whole career. They wanted to build a uh, in when I first was assemblyman. Mm-hmm. They wanted to build a, a congregate living place for retarded children. Mm-hmm. The whole neighborhood was against it. These are homeless kids. They just needed right. some help. We yeah. got it done. And this okay, so in, in the individual that was using that show that word on this show in their defense, he's referring to mentally disabled children as retarded. The person on our show was referring to idiots <laughs> as being that. So, I mean, is it okay or not okay? It, it, well, to me, it's akin to the story you did on uh, Joy Reid, you know, 
uh, about misgendering. Yeah. Dude, they don't care. They they really don't care. They never care. <laughs> no. Like, and it's not. It, and really, this, it's not a semblance of uh, rules for the not for me. That's it's not even that. It, this is all bullshit. They never cared. They know it's all fake. This is this is insanity, and they know it's insanity. They've got so, and especially in New York, you've got such a large swath of your um of your the the, the populace fooled with this bullshit. It's you're completely fooled. And to tell me how that doesn't indicate that he doesn't believe any of that. The only difference is you're not sitting here trying to pretend to be something you're not. Like <laughs> this guy is trying to sit up on a pedestal on like this, you know, trying to get them gain the moral high ground yeah. and referring to mentally disabled children as retarded. Let, let, let so, me try to clean this mess up a little bit. Yeah. Obviously you have people with, with um, mental disabilities Dude, it's but because I got chastised a lot younger for for using that word the way that I do. Like this woman just ripped me a new. Oh, my son is, is mentally safe, but don't say that. I don't know your son, barely know you. Your breath stinks. Your teeth are gross. Just as a side note, <laughs> why are you yelling at me? Like that's that is not an appropriate reaction to to what I did. And to me, it's like a lot of other things in society. You've conditioned yourself to re react disproportionately to that word because people have kind of told you to. Like, dude, you know, personally, when he did that, like him doing that, outside of him being a hypocrite, I, and maybe I would feel different if I had a kid with mental disabilities, but I, I know that he's not talking about a specific I, I don't know. It, uh, the double standard, yes, that that's it's BS. But I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. That's so would that be the same as is if you saw this fat, super fat man walking down the street, you're like, man, golly, that guy's so fat. I mean, one, you know, look at that fat guy right there. Or, um, or, 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 if you, or if you're just descriptive, like, Hey, look at that lady that just fell down beside that super fat guy. And then if somebody beside you said, you can't say fat, my son's fat. You can't call somebody else fat. Sort of. Yeah. That's sort of a, a yeah, for sure. Like, but one of the things though too, like obviously with with a vehicle, with a, your distributor, your uh, your ignition timing, it's t the textbook description and, and definition of what you do when you reverse the timing backwards is to retard the timing, advance timing advance and timing retard. That's been textbook stuff since the you know the you had a distributor, and so and this comes from an ASE certified mechanic, correct? An ASS certified mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, I don't know that. I mean, the, the hypocrisy is rich for sure, but, and, and it's, and, and this is, we see this all the time with them. It's, this is nothing new, the, the hypocrisy and double standard, but, um, I, I don't, it's a, but what is by the narrative of that this is such a terrible thing to do? I don't know. I, I I don't got nothing else. I mean, but is it worse than calling anybody anything else? I mean, there's tons of derogatory terms you could use to call somebody curse words, whatever. You I know, know what I mean? I mean, like calling a follically challenged man bald. Well, but, but <laughs> yeah. the thing is, I mean, too, just calling somebody an idiot. I mean, it's offensive, it, is it not? But the thing is, if they're mentally disabled, the term that they're using is not retarded. Then why is it a problem to use the word retarded? Because I'm obviously not talking about ment mentally disabled people. Because that's not the word that people want to use for them anymore anyway. 
Or am I looking at that all wrong? Hey, look, dude, I'm I'm just a, a redneck, so I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. Man. I'm just a simpleton, I suppose. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, listen, times. here's the thing. As far as this is going to be the irony report this week. And this is the ultimate cancel story, by the way, too. <laughs> Reporter who broke Clinton Lynch tarmac story found dead in his apartment. Canceled. And look, exactly. The ABC journalist, this is uh, on Gateway Pundit, by the way. The APC journalist who broke the infamous story about the 2016 tarmac meeting between Bill Clinton and then Attorney General Loretta Lynch has been found dead in his apartment. The body of Christopher Sign, 45, was found in the, his Birmingham apartment on Saturday morning around 8 a.m. His death is being investigated as a suicide. So many of those. According to police, Lieutenant Keith, come on. Dude, this is not a good day for spelling of words and names. Can anybody... Sign wrote a book about breaking the breaking the tarmac story called Secret on the Tarmac. Quote, the plan was perfect. No cameras, no microphones, no prying eyes, and plenty of security. The setting for a clandestine meeting could, be, could not have been better. Former President Bill Clinton exited, exited Attorney General Loretta Lynch's private plane 20 minutes after he boarded. Both thought they got away with it. Both were wrong. Amid a heated presidential race, federal investigations involving emails in Benghazi, in society looking for clarity on the future of the country, this secret tarmac meeting would only complicate things. The secret meeting would have never been revealed if it weren't for a veteran journalist and a trusted source. The Amazon description of his book reads, When the tarmac story came out, it made massive waves internationally as the secret meeting took place during the election and just days before. Then FBI Director James Comey, this lends credence to their, um, their impartial objectivity, announced the Bureau would not recommend charges against Hillary Clinton. AL.com reports that Sign and his wife have three sons. And so, I, I, I had said, uh, meant to compile a list of the people directed to, like, the Whitewater ordeal, and, and which I remember Whitewater from Rush Limbaugh when I was a kid growing up. Um, and And not to mention Jeffrey Epstein and so many other people that have, uh, this, this guy goes and accidentally stabs himself six times. Yeah. And, and like, we, I, I don't think that we really de- deal in conspiracy. <laughs> he shot really. himself twice <laughs> yeah. in the back. So, but I'm just saying how, how, it, because he was receiving death threats after that book. And, and then prior oh, to when that, that, that story initially broke, do you think that it was like big fans of Hillary Clinton that were threatening to kill him? I, I don't, I don't know, but, I, I don't know, man, but he got canceled by the Clintons. <laughs> that's that's called a Clinton cancel, and they're pretty final when they cancel people. So it's not when you come back from. But he's not going to come back with a big book tour about this one.